Welcome to A Girl's Guide 2, the podcast designed to help women in their 20s enhance their minds, love their bodies, and heal their souls. I'm your host, Michaela, a girl navigating her 20s and helping you do the same. I am so happy and grateful that you are here. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Girl's Guide 2. Today I have a special guest with me, someone who I have met through Instagram actually, and we're going to be talking all about social media, the pros, the cons, the boundary setting, just all of the juicy details. She's a creator herself. She's in the travel space, social media management, but I'll let her tell you a little bit more about what she does. Kenna, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to let all the girls know who you are, where you're from, what you do, all those good things. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I was so excited when you asked me to be on this. Just so honored. I think this is such a cool, amazing thing that you're doing. Um, But I'm Kenna. I am from Phoenix. I just moved out here in May um, from the Midwest. So I'm originally a Midwest girly, but I created a travel account when I decided to move out here. And yeah, we'll get into all the juicy details, but now I am doing social media management. Um, And so Michaela and I are going to talk with you guys about yeah, like she said, just the pros, the cons, you know, all of the in-between of social media in this day and age. So, yeah. yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for your kind words. I'm excited to have you on and chat about all the social media tea. Social media is awesome. Obviously, you guys know I love social media. Social media is the reason I'm here and the reason I've met Kenna, the reason I've met so many of you and have had incredible experiences and connections thanks to social media. But with the pros comes the cons, just like anything else. So Kenna, why don't you go ahead and start? I know you came ready with some questions for me. Um, I can give my answer and then you can kind of bounce off. Yeah. So I really want to know and just kind of hear from you what inspired you to kind of step into the travel space and kind of where you were at give like kind of backstory to where you were kind of before you jumped into the travel space because I know travel is what brought you and I together know each other so yes so when I was doing travel creation earlier this year that's how we connected travel content creation is not completely like off of my list of things that I want to do it's just been kind of put on the back burner because family is so important to me and it's a very busy season of family time. So I decided to put a hold on travel. But I guess to answer your question, it really is just about the journey that I've gone on with my social media and content creation career. So that started about five years ago. So like 2018 is kind of when I started to post on social media more as like a creator or an influencer. I was documenting my own personal like weight loss journey. I was starting to get into the gym, which is funny too, because I know you have a background in personal training. So we have that in common as well. But that's pretty much when it started for me. And then throughout the years, every transition I made with the niche or the topic that I was posting about on social media, it really just had to do with what I felt 
was aligned with me in that moment. So for a while it was health and wellness. And then when COVID hit, you know, I really took a lot of, I had a lot of setbacks in my own journey of health and wellness. So I felt very fake for talking about something that I was struggling so much in myself. So I started posting more like lifestyle related things. Then I ended up working with a company, a beauty company. So I was doing a lot of beauty content creation. I actually ended up going to cosmetology school. I'm a licensed cosmetologist now. I don't use the license, but I have the knowledge, which is pretty cool. Um, so that had felt really good and right for for a moment. And then I came to this realization that it wasn't for me and I found travel content creation. So I love to travel and saw, oh my gosh, I can travel and create, make money, do all the things that I love. Yes, let me run with this. And I had a lot of success with it at the beginning of this year and throughout the year, really. And I think that it's definitely something that I, I know it's something I want to continue doing. Like I said, it's just kind of been put on hold because of the season of life that I'm in and wanting to be around my family and not, you know, my brother's a senior in high school. So a lot's happening for him right now. And uh, so I, yeah, kind of put that on hold. But at the beginning of the year, when I came across it, it just was something that once again, it's just an intuition thing. I think when it comes to my whole journey and posting and being a creator, it's just all about doing what feels good for me. I'm really big on like, posting things that make you feel good and that feel aligned with whatever season you're in because we're always changing right so right now that's why I'm doing a lot of 20s and helping women navigate their 20s because that's the season of life I'm in that's what feels really aligned with me so that is that's what I've been doing essentially but that yeah, that's kind of like a, a very short <laughs> recap of my story as a creator it's like I said been about five years now but really this year has been the first year that I've gone all in and said, I'm not going to work another job. I'm going to make this work. And it's been a roller coaster. It still is, but we're getting there slowly, but surely, but tell us a little bit about your story as well. Well, I just want to say, I love that because I feel like we're so similar in the sense of like, just following your intuition and doing what's best for you, no matter what. I think that's so important. And I talk about that a lot because I mean, it is a struggle, right? We're all just trying to figure out in the, in our twenties, like what the heck we're doing. And I think COVID, COVID had a huge part in, it impacted a lot of our futures. You know, I truly think that it did, but in the best way possible, because I feel like it pushed us to look outside the box and do things that are different. Um, but yeah, I have a very similar story to you. I started in the health and wellness space. I was a personal trainer and a fitness, you know, coach for about two, two and a half years. Um, and I worked one-on-one -on -one with women and it, it, it gravitated into, it was fitness and then it was confidence and self-worth and self-love because I recognized that like that was the thing that was missing. It wasn't necessarily the yeah, you know, that whole thing, right? So you, that that was that. And then I got burnt out from that because, yeah, there, there's a lot long history there with that, but it was a very hard, it's a very hard job to do that and to work with people. You do get burnt out. And so I recognized that that just wasn't going to be my end all be all. And that was really hard for me. I essentially went through 
you know, like a death because I recognized it wasn't that I thought that that was going to be my forever, right? I have these plaques on my wall, like I'm a health coach and a personal trainer. And I just got the call the other day, like, Hey girl, your personal training certification is expired now. And I'm like, Holy crap. Like this is real. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Like I am doing something completely different and it's scary, but yeah. So I kind of gravitated towards travel when I was going through this early, this is just earlier this year that I had, you know, decided to kind of break up with that, the coaching side of things and get into travel. And that's kind of when I moved out here, but same with you, I kind of recognize that like, I love travel, right. But I don't, I don't want it to be my career necessarily. I, and it wasn't a sustainable thing for me. Like I love it, but I recognize, okay, this is a hobby this is not something that I can sustain my, my life on. And I have to think long-term because I'm turning 27 next week. Like I have to think about my future, you know, I'm getting married. Like we want to maybe have kids. Like, so these are things that, you know, we have to think about. Um, but yeah, so I kind of realized that, you know, I had my fun with traveling. We did a lot of travel through the summer and like you, I don't want to, I don't want it to be, to be done. I'm still going to show up on that page because I did, I grew a very large community on, on that page and you know, it's, it's still growing, which is amazing to me. I think that's awesome. And you have too, like, it's the same for both of us. It's so exciting. Um, but it's also overwhelming. And I think that that was another thing that kind of pushed me into doing the social media management. And that's where I'm at now. And I think this is so perfect for me because I, can run my business, a sustainable business on the back end. And yes, I'm still showing up on socials and posting every day and, and talking about that, but it's like a separate, I have a totally separate Instagram for it. It just feels aligned because it's not, I'm not all over the place and there's, there's more structure there for me. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at now is helping others manage their, you know, small businesses manage their socials from everything that I learned with health and fitness and doing the travel and just being in social media for the last four years. It's like, wow, there's so much that I do know. And it's really cool to be able to help others apply it. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. And I love what you said about taking what you've learned in the last few years of doing the things that you you know, did before and took that and now you can apply it. That's why I always say even just not being a creator, just life in general, everything that we go through, all the experiences that we have, I always say that they happen for a reason because there's lessons within them and you can take them and apply them to things that happen in your future. So for me, having had changed my mind so many times in the content creation industry and always kind of posting about different things and, and just going down different paths, I've learned different things on each path. I've met different people. I've had different experiences. So none of it has ever in my eyes seems like a waste of time or, you know, I regretted doing that. I should have been doing this instead. I've always looked at it as just part of the journey. But I think one thing that is specifically a challenge as a creator is being able to separate life and business. And one thing that I've really been working on is 
making sure that I don't make social media my entire life. And I think this could resonate with people who aren't creators, just any young woman, especially. I had a breakdown a couple, like probably like a month ago or so. I had this mental breakdown with my sister, like crying in her arms, like just so overwhelmed. And she said, basically, she said to me, you make Instagram your entire life. You feel like you have to post on it 24-7. You have to show up 24-7. You have to share every little detail and every second of every day. So so she's like, you're on your phone the second you wake up because of this mindset you have. And you're on it until you go to bed because of this mindset you have. So I've really been working on switching that mindset and recognizing that although content creation is my job, it's not my life, right? My job is not my life. Just if I were to work on a regular nine to five, I'd go in at nine, I'd leave at five, and I'm not thinking about the job outside of that time frame. So it's really how I have to treat working on social media. But it's been a struggle. And I'd love to hear your take on setting boundaries with social media, not just as a creator, but just as a person. Because anybody, whether you're a creator or just a consumer of content, our phones are so accessible at all times of the day and we can get lost in the scroll. We can get lost in consuming everybody else's lives and forgetting to be present in our own. And I am the first to say that I struggle with it hardcore, but I'm setting some boundaries, which I can discuss, but can I'd like to hear what your boundaries are and what your take is on this? Yeah. I love this conversation. It's so important too, because It is all consuming, you know, and we have this dopamine addiction because it's so accessible to us, like you were saying, and I'm still working through, I think we, we can constantly be working on, especially like when, when you do work in this, in this industry, it's hard to, it is so hard to separate yourself from it. Like I'll be doing work for my clients and I'm in their, their Instagram and I'm like, distract, you know, you get distracted. It's like, oh my God. I can't be doing this right now. Like I'm in somebody else's page. So it really, especially doing the social media management, it has taught me a lot, a lot, a lot about boundaries and just, I think it's different if you're not working from social media. So if you're listening to this and you don't work from social media, I think just learning how to spend more time off of your phone is important because you're essentially when you do use socials, it's just for scrolling. But for someone who's working from socials, it's like you're scrolling, but then you're adding the work and the editing and the content. And it's like so much. So for me, I lately, I I really have only been looking at it as a work thing. And that's what's working for me right now. Um, because it's, it's less of a distraction in my mind. And it's more just, I'm just getting what I need to done. Um, And time blocking has really been helping me. So like writing out the things that I need to be doing, and just taking them off, making sure that when I'm done with them, I don't go back on to just mindlessly scroll. The scrolling is honestly the the biggest killer in my opinion because that's when we're picking up on all these things that we're not we're not being intentional about it we're just being shown these things so if you can just be more intentional about your consuming um and what you're doing then i feel like that really that really helps a ton you know mm. 
Absolutely. I agree too that it definitely is different for the creator versus the consumer because as a creator myself, that line is just so blurry. <laughs> it's so blurry of, okay, I can tell myself that I'm scrolling for, you know, inspo or whatever, but then that quickly becomes just doom scrolling. But I agree having those boundaries um, with your screen time. And for me, I think making sure that I set myself up for success first thing in the morning. If you roll over and the first thing you do is pick up your phone, you've already set the tone for the day that your focus is on your phone. Your focus is, you know, you're putting yourself in the brains of other people. You're instantly consuming their ideas and their thoughts. And let's be honest, a lot of that is very negative. So that is just not a successful start to your day. So for me, I think the biggest boundary is working on giving myself an hour, two hours, however long. I mean, it's going to look different for everybody, but really giving yourself, even it could be 15 minutes. I feel like people really wake up and, and roll over and phone in their face before they're even out of bed. Like give your eyes 15 minutes to like open and like your brain 15 minutes to wake up before you start consuming the lives of everybody else. Like, I think that's why a lot of people start their day on a bad note or just have negative thoughts or, you know, you're comparing yourself or whatever. It's because you're not existing in the life that you have. You're just so focused on existing or consuming other people's lives it's like get out of their heads and get in your own head I feel like as a creator too I'm always thinking oh these people are so creative how they come up with this and look at this and okay I need to scroll more for inspo false you need to get off the phone for inspo like the way that your creativity is going to come to you is by being unplugged from what everybody else is doing and giving your brain time to receive the downloads that the universe, God, your higher power is trying to send you. So that's like a whole other thing that I could get into. But <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to setting boundaries, definitely making sure that you're setting yourself up for success first thing in the morning by not going on your phone. I've been considering putting my phone in a separate room. So when I wake up, it's not even in my bedroom. I've been thinking about leaving it upstairs because it's just so tempting. And honestly, quite literally, we're, we've become addicted to it, right? Um, it, it's just an addictive thing. It's a habit for many of us. So that is, that's the biggest boundary that I personally have. And I won't lie. I'm not great at it. <laughs> I have my moments, but I think having the awareness is the biggest thing for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Cause I will say, I mean, I'm aware that I shouldn't be doing it, but I do do it. I've like every single morning I still grabbed my phone. So you're right. I love the suggestion to sleep with it in another, in another room. Cause my friend actually does that and it's completely changed her life and she, she sticks to it. And I, and I know that. <laughs> so yeah, I think that really is the way though, because we don't, we're just so like, we will get up and grab for it. And it's so true when you, it, it makes such a difference when you start your day without all the clouded, the cloudiness, you know, like you can get up and actually like have a clear mind on what you need to do, the things you need to get done. And, and even still, yeah, like scrolling and just sitting on your phone it's such a distraction even when you're trying to get work done like you said the line is so blurred so making sure too that you have like that list of things you need to do and making sure I think 
yeah, not getting on it until a certain time in the morning. But then also like for me, this has helped me a lot getting logging off at a certain time of the day. And like, like you were saying, it's kind of like working five, but like I, cause otherwise I will work until midnight. Like I could work for forever and just be on my electronics all day. So if I don't say, okay, Kenna, you have to get off at this time and actually be done. That's about that. Ha- that has to be a boundary for me. Otherwise I, I won't be done. I, I completely understand. I think it just comes down to putting the boundaries into place and then sticking to them just like anything else. And over time it will get easier. The more that you do it, you know, building a morning routine or logging off at a certain time at night and having your night routine without your phone, the more you do it, the easier it will be. It's exactly the same with why it's so easy for us to pick up our phones and scroll so subconsciously because we've done it so much now that it's become a habit. So just in that way, we can create a new habit without the phone. We just have to keep doing it consistently. And something else that I wanted to mention is about who you're following because I know that earlier I had said when you're scrolling it's a lot of negative energy which is true no matter what especially when you have platforms like TikTok where it's all like this for you page it's not always people you follow but if you can limit the negative uh, content that you're consuming by following people who post positive things, inspiring things who make you feel good. I've had to unfollow a lot of people over this year because I found myself like comparing myself to them or looking at their lives and thinking that what they have is what I want, but in reality, it's not. It's just because it's what I'm seeing. So that's been a really big, I guess, boundary, right? For me is as, as a consumer, even not just as a creator, but as a creator as well, but even just as a consumer, making sure I'm following the people who are going to make me enjoy social media because social media can be something really wonderful. As I mentioned at the beginning, like I love social media. That's why we're here. But I think if you're just following anybody and everyone, and maybe you had people that you followed from a while back that may have inspired you at a certain time, but their content no longer feels aligned. Don't be afraid to unfollow people, even if you know them and like family, friends or close people, I've had to unfollow or mute their posts because it's just so much negativity. So that's another boundary that I've set for myself as a consumer to help protect my mental health, help to protect my peace when it comes to social media and kind of take control um, of what I'm consuming. Yeah. I love this conversation because I, with you bringing this up, me reflecting, I feel like from an outsider perspective, me at least, I look kind of chaotic because I'm constantly like making these new pages and it's just what I, and people are like, what is she doing? But for me, and this is my, like just how I see things, but when I was in the health and wellness space, it became triggering for me at some point because I was so involved in that space for so long healing, you know, doing the, the meditating, the, the, the personal development, all of that. It's like, once you have involved it in your own life, you're like, okay, I'm sick of hearing about it 24 seven. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm making a travel page and I'm building a new community because I'm bored of you people. I was like, I want a new community. 
And so that's what I did. And not, not saying that the travel space is not, I'm not saying that any of these spaces were negative because like you said, at one point it's aligned for you and you're enjoying it and you're loving it. But same thing with the travel for me. Like, I don't know if I talked to you about this at all, but I haven't really even been going on there lately because it's become a space for me that's been triggering because I compare myself so flipping much to everybody that I follow and it's not their fault, but that's just like reflection of my own self that I, you know, it's, it's work that I have to do on myself, obviously to be able to, to go on there and, and consume that. But also I don't have to, because I know that it triggers me right now and I can stay away from it. And so that's why I'm, I involved myself in something new and I'm like, okay, time for time for something else because we're allowed to do that. And I think that it's, that needs to be talked about too, because too many of us are afraid to change, to change up what we're doing. That's why I'm so drawn to you as a person too, because it's like, you're not, you will put it out there. You're not afraid to change, you know? And I think that's so needed right now because we, we shouldn't be, we are trying to figure it out and we're allowed to, to, yeah, now we're getting off track, not boundaries, but <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Off track is fine. That's like I said, wherever the conversation takes us, we go. And I appreciate that because I am such an advocate for change and for allowing yourself to change because I've always found it to be a ridiculous thought that at 18, you're going to graduate and know what it is you want to do for the rest of your life. I've just never been able to wrap my head around how people can find that to be realistic or even enjoyable. Um, so yeah, change always change as much as you want. Try it all. Um, there was something that I was going to say, so, and it slipped my mind, but I know that you have another question that you wanted to ask. So why don't you go there? And if it comes back, I'll <laughs> talk about it. So how I want to hear like how you feel Instagram has, well, I guess we'll start with the more negative. So I want to ask both, but I want to hear kind of how social media or Instagram, like what, how has it negatively impacted your life or in what ways has it made it harder for you? Would you say? Oh, that's a really good question. It's honestly, okay. So it's definitely made my life harder. I will say that it's made me feel oh hold on I gotta think of this <laughs> <laughs> I really try to think of, of a good way to, to say this so it's definitely affected my mental health a lot in the sense of I mean we've kind of talked about the comparison um but it's made me doubt myself a lot along the journey I know a lot of people see me and think confident and positive and happy and totally I am those things. But I also like to share that it's not that way 24 seven. I do have a lot of moments where I feel down and I feel doubtful and I feel unworthy. So in those areas of my mental health, it's made it harder. It's made it harder for me to feel like I can just live my life because I have to show my life in a sense online. And sometimes I feel as though I want to just simply exist without anybody knowing that I exist. 
Is that like, does that make sense? I don't know if that's weird or not, but I think because of growing up on social media and now working on social media for five years, I'm kind of at this point currently where I've been like, damn, sometimes I just want to like go MIA for a month and not post about anything. I don't want anybody to know anything that I'm doing. I just want to exist as Michaela and nobody knows what the hell she's up to. But at the same time, I don't want that because obviously I have a message. I have a mission and a goal to spread the things that I believe in and in hopes that it helps others. So I want to be showing up, but I feel as though it's just made it a little bit harder for me to get excited about it now that it's been a few years. So kind of just uh, revisiting the things that initially got me into social media and doing things that are fun for me. Um, so that's why like I kind of started vlogging a little bit again this year because that's something that brought me a lot of joy at the beginning stages um, or just posting about family and just posting to post, right? Not necessarily having a specific meaning for a post, just posting some pictures of my friends and family, like Thanksgiving or something. So um, yeah, that's that would be my answer. I mean, I could, I could honestly go through a list of, of ways that it's made it hard, but I think it's just made it hard in the sense of I feel like everybody knows everything about me and which is great and all, but sometimes it can be overwhelming and scary to be so vulnerable and to put myself out there all the time and then see people in person and realize, wow, this person has had, you know, such a, a deep look into my life because of everything that I share. But just really quick for an example, on Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve, I went out and I saw a bunch of people from high school that I haven't seen in like five years. And it's just so bizarre because so many people had mentioned my page and my platform and my podcast. And it's it just kind of brings to light how much I'm really putting myself out there. And that can be scary. But I have to remind myself that the people who want to see my stuff, the people who want to hear what I have to say are here and they're here for a reason. And I kind of have to change my perspective on that. So yeah, that's, that was a long-winded answer, but I hope I answered your question. <laughs> Do you feel like you have rules on your page as to what you like should be sharing versus like what you want to be sharing? Just mm. Um, so there are definitely things that I wouldn't ever share. Um, there are some things that I do keep personal because it's personal and I don't want to ever take it too far where I'm in a vulnerable place and I go and I blabber on about something and then regret it later. So I, I definitely am careful as far as how far I take it when sharing, but I don't really give myself any rules to like what I should and shouldn't be sharing work related because once again, I just share what I feel is in alignment. So I guess that's what I feel I should share. I should share the things that are true to me. I shouldn't share things like, for example, brands will reach out to me that 
I like a sports brand or I don't know, just something completely irrelevant to me as a person, I would never post or work with them or share something that didn't feel aligned with me. I think that's my one rule is whatever I'm sharing, it needs to be authentic. It needs to be genuine. I lead with that because social media is full of people who are fake and people who are trying to put on a show. And I never, ever, ever want to get to that point or be that person. So that's my one rule is share authentically and be myself. Me too. Love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's your turn to answer now. So what is the biggest, what's the biggest con for you with social media? <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah, that is a hard, hard question. I think for me, honestly, it's just like we were talking about earlier, it's been navigating the dopamine addiction because I'm aware that I'm addicted to it. Um, but I don't have enough boundaries yet to, like, I just feel like I need more boundaries there because if I did, then my, 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 my mental health would probably be a little bit better. You know, there, it, it's like constant, it's like a constant thing in your mind when you, when you're scrolling and when you're on socials, it's like, yeah, it's really hard. Um, but I think also too, like learning for me, I, I get, I don't know about you, but I get really stuck. And especially when I had my travel page, because that was the first time I'd really ever seen like extensive growth and like, you know, um, virality and things like that. So that really got to me. Um, and the, do the dopamine surges, I was like, I, I, I didn't understand what my worth was outside of these numbers. And so that's so hard for me to, that's honestly another thing that why I felt so triggered by my travel page also was because I associated like this lack mentality that I was brewing up like these months and months and months of just like this, yeah, this lack. And then, you know, it just, it just continued and it was so ugly. And I, I finally realized that for myself and I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. And that's why I stepped away from it. I needed time away. Cause I'm like, this is evil. This is seriously evil. Like I was, I'm like 2000 followers away from hitting 10 K or whatever, almost. And then like, I was comparing myself to other people in the travel niche that were hitting 10 K and I wasn't. And I'm like, why, what am I doing wrong? And it's like, dude, that is so, so terrible for your mental health. Like, and for your, just your own self-worth, you know? So I'm like, that is, that's what I dealt with <laughs> for the last few. That's how social media has been hard for me is just like knowing my, and it's crazy too, because this is what was really hard for me because I was like a, a self-worth and like, you know, confidence coach teaching women how to, how to do this for themselves. And then I completely lose that all because of social media. That's tough. So that's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's powerful. It really shows the power of social media in a negative way. Like you were somebody who was literally helping women have more confidence and find their self-worth. And then that was stripped of you because of social media, which is just absolutely bizarre that this little freaking device can do that to us. But that's why it really is so important to have these boundaries and 
to work on your own mental health, like you were saying, right? Like if we do the inner work, that's really what's going to help. We can set boundaries and all, but that's not going to actually fix the underlying problem or the limiting beliefs that we have. It's the mental work that we're going to be doing to realize that our worth is not tied to numbers or, you know, followers, likes, comments, any of that, anybody, not just creators, but consumers too. Any young girl who, you know, I know a lot of girls love to be Instagram girlies and just post pictures, but then you're constantly refreshing. Okay. Is it getting enough likes? Did it get as much likes as the last one? Like I was there before I was a creator. So it's, you know, I know that, I know that it's a struggle, but yeah, it's, it's that, it's that inner work for sure that we have to do, but let's flip the script. <laughs> let's flip it and, and talk a little bit about some positive things. So you can go first this time. What is your biggest blessing that has come from social media or just the, your favorite part of it? Oh my gosh. I mean, see, it's, it's good because it's hard for us to come up with like a hard thing, but I could go on and on and on about the good things. So Me too. <laughs> the pros definitely do outweigh the cons. And I think the longer that you're in it, the more you're able to like, look, we're learning these things and we're recognizing them as time goes on. So it's just time that helps too. Um, but my favorite thing has been the connections. Are you joking? Like some of my closest freaking friends I've made from social media and like, I would have never found them if... I wasn't on socials. So like, it's just the most beautiful, amazing place because you can find the people that are aligned for you that you wouldn't necessarily be able to in person. And that's, what's so cool about it. Cause like, yeah, you might not be in person, but then you can make connections and then end up meeting in person and have retreats and have the in-person thing to me is, is what's more important. Like I, I love social media, right? But it's because it brings that in-person connection to me. I don't want to just be on social media all the time. I want to also have that in-person side of things because that's such a beautiful part of, our, of being alive, you know? Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Of course, that was going to be my answer as well. You probably could have guessed that, <laughs> the connection. But to kind of piggyback off of it, it's what I've been able to accomplish because of those connections. Because I have a community, I've been blessed with opportunities to work with brands and to be able to make money doing what I love, but I can't do that without the community, without the connections. So it's just this, you know, this domino effect. And also I love social media for the fact that it gives me a space to talk about these things. It gives me the opportunity, the free platform to get on here and share with people worldwide about messages that feel true to me and that feel meaningful to me and share them with people all over the world. I think that is really just the most amazing, powerful thing. And it's a blessing as much as there are the negatives and the struggles and the lack of boundaries. It is truly amazing what we can do because of social media, all the connections, all the opportunities. And I love it. I, I truly do love it. And like you said, the, the more you get involved, doors open. The more that you 
realize you can really do with social media. Um, but even if you're not a creator and you're a consumer, I think that there can be a lot of positivity in that way as well. Like, for example, with my platform, I hope that a lot of consumers find my page and, and this podcast to be one of those positive resources. So as a consumer, I think looking at social media as a resource to help you, whether it be like if you were to go to Kenna for social media management, or you were to look for a health and wellness coach, or just somebody who posts inspirational things or whatever, people do the you know, cooking uh, platforms, which I love, I need to tap into those because I'm a terrible cook. So <laughs> I think there are so many different people doing so many different things that as consumers, we can learn so much. I mean, you can learn anything online. And I think that's a really awesome thing as a consumer is that just the information is, you know, ever flowing. It's just, it just doesn't stop, which is really freaking awesome. Yeah. And I also think it's the travel space too, really showed me just how much you really can connect with people outside of where you live, like on social. I really only connected with people in the U.S. before I created my travel page. And then I started talking to people worldwide and I was like, whoa, I don't know. It just opened up a lot of doors. So yeah, like it's just, yeah, it's so much fun. So I want to know, do you, um, do you see yourself in social media? Like, do you see it as a lifelong thing for yourself? Like, what do you long, long term? Yeah, it's funny you asked this question because I've actually been thinking about this recently. I, it's a yes and no. I see myself on social media as a lifelong thing, but in different ways. I think as I get older and have a family and, you know, just go through different things, I think my content is naturally going to change over time. So I, and I do love social media too, as a consumer to connect with family and friends. And I, I enjoy social media for the fact of being able to keep people updated with my life and, and seeing them as well. Like there are some friends of mine or family members who I don't see very often, but thanks to like Facebook, for example, that's really where I see a lot of like family related things I can keep up to date. So I see my myself using it forever, especially because of that, but also because I really do believe that my voice matters. You know, I, I, I really think that for everybody who's a creator, I think that our voices matter and we should continue to use them throughout our life experiences and, and throughout the changes that we go through. But I do think that it will look different in each season. Um, so like right now, I've really been pouring into the podcast and not so much the short form content. So that's kind of been like a, a change and who knows where it will, where it will take me. I, I really, right now, my goals with social media are to grow the podcast and to work on building this platform primarily. Um, so yeah, yes, but not always the same. That's, that's how I'll answer that question <laughs> in short. <laughs> how about you? Yeah, I think the same exact thing. Like, I've been asked that question before, too. And it's like, you know, I don't know necessarily, but I do know that right now it's what feels the most aligned. And I love it. And I love creating. And so what I said before, too, I kind of want to, I was saying I love social media for, you know, the fact that it brings people together in person. But that's not the only reason I love it. That's a lie. I love creating. And we know this about I love creating. So yeah. And I don't, I think maybe 
yeah, I just think it's so cool because we all get to be our own little artists. And that's what's so fun about content creation too. But I want to hear too, like, do you have any advice for somebody who's maybe on the fence about trying to get into content creation or like trying to make social media a full-time job? Because I know it can be kind of confusing for people who are not in it full-time to like know how that even works or how to dive into it. Yeah, I was going to ask you this. <laughs> so it's funny you beat me to it. I would say to have a clear vision on what it is that you want to do. And that doesn't necessarily, to me, when I say a clear vision, I don't necessarily mean like a one-year goal, a five-year goal. Like I think goal setting is important. Don't get me wrong. But I think when you're getting started in social media, there are so many different right answers. Everybody is going to tell you to do something differently. So I think you have to have a vision for yourself. How many times a day are you going to be posting? What are you going to be posting about? Who are you trying to reach? I think those three things are the most important things to really start with and just do what feels good to you. That is the biggest piece of advice that I could give. And I know it sounds so simple, but it, and it really is simple. It really is as simple as posting what feels good to you. So if you want to start posting fashion content, post fashion content, but do it in a way that is sustainable and that fits into your lifestyle and into your schedule. Like I said, everybody, you can search how to become an influencer, how to become a content creator. You can watch five videos and every single video you will hear completely different things. I have been down the path, been down the rabbit hole. Save yourself the time. I'm telling you right now, if you're wanting to start content creation, just figure out, you probably already know what it is you want to talk about, obviously. So the next thing to figure out is how many times in the week are you going to be posting? You know, what day of the week can you film? Um, and can you kind of maybe batch your content? And then just kind of have an idea of some things that you prioritize. Okay, you're going to maybe show up on your stories once a day. You're going to post three times a week, whatever that looks like. But I just say start small, post what feels good to you. And don't not use those resources. Like you can totally go to YouTube and look up these things. But I just give that caution and that warning because you can very quickly convince yourself that it's too hard and that you're not going to do it if you watch too many of those videos and, and you consume too many things. I would say find maybe like one creator that is doing what you want to be doing or, or find like one creator who you feel really aligned with and they share really good tips and tricks and, and maybe follow them, but don't overdo it with the consumption of what you should do in order to be a successful creator. If you're just getting started, you have to remember it's a marathon, right? It's going to take time. Just kind of start off slowly on the side while you're working your job, while you're being a stay-at-home mom, while you're going to school, whatever that looks like for you, and just work it into your lifestyle and have fun with it. Have fun. Please have fun. Don't lose that feeling because that's something that I'm working on getting back because after so many years of being a creator, I feel that I have kind of lost my spark and lost my love for it. Like I'm so happy that you kind of, you mentioned that you love creating. I, I do for sure. But I think that part of my journey and, and my struggles has been that I've lost that spark because I look at it so much as work now. Um, so really trying to rewrite the story and remind myself that this is yes work, but 
probably the most fun work ever. It's very awesome. It's, you know, it's, it allows me to be so creative. So have fun with it, post what feels good to you and just take it slow. That's really, that's really all I can say. And of course, if you actually are someone who wants to start being a creator and and doing it on the side, you can obviously reach out to me. You can reach out to Kenna. I have so many people that I could, you know, recommend for you based on what it is that you're trying to do. So if that is you definitely reach out to me, reach out to Kenna, anybody that you may already be following, but yeah, that's, that's my answer. How about you? (laughs) I think, yeah, I think along the same lines, it's, it's very similar to that. And I think the main thing that I've recognized now And that's helped me not run out of, well, I won't say that because I'm in a different space now, but like over my journey, I think the main thing is your vision, like you were saying, and not losing that and understanding that like, even if your why or what you're doing or your, you know, your vision, even if that changes, it's okay. That's okay. And you have to not guilt trip yourself for that changing. Um, and cause when you start doing this kind of work, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and you're going to learn what you like and what you don't like through creation and what you're doing. And so you have to like be patient with yourself. If it takes a couple failures or, you know, setbacks for you to get to where you want to be, but it's going to take you a lot longer if you don't start now. So that would be my advice to anybody who is on the fence about, you know, just wanting a change in their life is the longer you wait, the longer it's going to take to get to you, you know? So. Absolutely. I love that. That's true. And that also gave me the thought of not giving a fuck what anybody thinks about you, that you have to get over that before you can start. Because if, you want to be a creator, you simply can't care about what people think. And not in a narcissistic, ignorant way, because I do think that, you know, I've received um, constructive criticism before and feedback. And I, I love that. And I'm always all for that. But in the sense of the people who are going to maybe judge you or talk poorly about you right not coming from a place of love and care there are going to be people like that everybody experiences it because you're putting yourself out there for the world to to see you just have to once again like Kenna said keep that vision in mind keep the why in mind and also I think the more that you focus on the good and the positive and being confident in who you are and not caring and just sharing it because you want to share it, you will attract more positive experiences and more positive feedback. But if you go into this thinking, oh God, I'm so scared about what everybody's going to think of me, that's what you're going to attract. And you will attract more haters and more negative comments. At least that's what I believe just from even my own personal experience and having these mindset shifts. I've noticed that when I am more confident about what I'm doing, I attract more positive experiences. So that would be just another little, a little cherry on top is (laughs) make sure you don't care what people think. Girl, that ain't a cherry. That's like number one. We should have started with that because like- That's the the bowl of the ice cream thing. (laughs) That is, I mean, that people let that stop them. I mean, I talk to, you know, I get on calls with people and that's the number one thing that- holds them back from literally showing up is 
they care about what their family, they care about Uncle John, or they care about, you know, what this person's going to think. And it's like, dude, they're, they're the ones that are actually holding you back now from going after what you want. It's not even you anymore. It's other people. And that's how to hurt so you're you. allowing it. Yeah. So screw that. Don't let, don't let that. So yeah, this was amazing. I'm so excited this. <laughs> Yes, no, I am too. I love talking all things social media, the good and the bad, because the reality is that there are negatives and there are downsides, just like there is anything else. But I think it's always about how you approach it. It's about the mindset that you have and just being aware of these things that are happening around social media, whether you're a consumer or a creator, be aware of of the negative things that are happening and ask yourself, how can you make this a more positive experience for yourself? And yeah, awesome. That's, that's that. <laughs> but Kenna, uh, do you have any other like final thoughts, final pieces of advice or anything at all that you want to throw in there before we wrap up? Yeah, I think, um, I think everything that we've talked about has been amazing. I think the last thing, final thought, um, I don't know, just honestly, yeah, just keeping that vision. That's like the number one thing I would say. And knowing yourself, having that self-belief is so important going through this. And just like, I think the most important thing we talked about too, in this episode, if you take anything away from this, it is that yes, you can set the boundary but you have to actually do the inner work to then have that boundary work for you. You know, that's, that's, I love that. No, that was, that was snap worthy, snap worthy. That's, that's where we're ending it. That was beautiful. So kind of tell the girlies where they can follow you and, and find you on socials. Yeah. So I am currently on Instagram. It's at socials with Kenna. So you can, find me over there daily. That's where I'm updating often. It's my business page. So if you are a small business owner and you are trying to, you know, grow your business on socials, market yourself more authentically, have more of a voice that you feel reflects your personal brand instead of, you know, maybe the other people that you're comparing yourself to. That's what I specialize in because I want everybody to have their authentic voice online so you can find me over there I'm hanging out there and yeah thank you so much for having me I love this of course thank you so much for being here guys I will make sure to leave her social her handle in the description so you guys can easily find it there of course you know you can find me at Michaela Sadie and you can find the show at a girl's guide to podcast thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode and if you can leave any ratings, reviews, likes, subscriptions, comments, any of those good things to help us grow and to help the message reach more women, that would mean the absolute world to me. So thank you. Thank you, Kenna. And I will see you all next week. Bye.